Yo, 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 welcome back to the Yo Ult Christian Podcast. <laughs> um, we are back, and dude, just quick, just a quick thing to point out. I just want to say our website is up. We've got clothes. Woo! Yeah, we've got a bunch yeah. of cool stuff um, open and running. So, like, if you want to check out, like, t-shirts for, like, just, like, 10 or 11 bucks, go check it out. Uh, discount nice. code, use code the way capital T and the, and then capital W and way, all one word, the way. Use it for 10% off. Uh, then and check out. Um, anyways, I know you, I know I sent you. Anyways, so go do that. <laughs> um, it's super cool, super neat. But today I am with Codus. We're going over uh, Ecclesiastes What's chapter going five. On yes, bro. Tell me about your like. Tell, tell me how oh. God is blessing you because we didn't Man, record during Thanksgiving. So tell me about Thanksgiving. There's immense blessings, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, just a lot of background things. That's gonna make my future a lot better you know mm-hmm. like uh for example you know um let's see um yeah you know i'm just i'm just getting <laughs> blessings man that's all i can really say that's awesome well hey blessings on blessings on blessings am i right yeah that's what i'm saying that's so, awesome how, how are you how are you what's what's something good going on uh i got a lot of stuff good going on bro i mean that's i can't good. yeah i can't complain god's like you said blessing me left and right um he's guiding my steps i'm stepping and he's guiding where my feet fall so uh-huh. it's it's uh it's pretty neat but um so dude i feel like we got a bunch of stuff going on we got lpc ministries we got the discord mm-hmm. we got the christian group chat which by the way we have kahoot every saturday night um and then we have bible yeah. studies it's supposed to be on wednesdays but we're gonna wait till after the holiday season to get that going again um <laughs> man and... i missed everybody everybody listening i missed you guys <laughs> dude like it was so weird going a week without recording mm-hmm. it was um but so yeah, I mean, it's just we got a bunch of stuff out on the table, and it's it's exciting yeah. stuff. We've got an exciting like the six months. The next six months will be super exciting. So yeah. Um, but anyways, we'll just kind of dump jump, dump jump. We're gonna dump right into it. <laughs> We're gonna dump jump right on into it. So, <laughs> dump jump. Uh, or jump into the dump. Have you ever been to the dump? Not like a well, I guess um, a trash place, but I'm thinking like, like a, that the furniture like a, place, like a car place. Is is the dump a car place up there? Yeah, there's like a bunch of cars and oh. everything there. So uh, I've driven past it plenty of times. I personally have never been into it. Wait, is it like a junkyard? Is that what you're thinking of? Well, we call it the dump too. Okay, so y'all call it the dump. I guess, yeah, we call that a junkyard. And then we call it a dump where like trash bags go. Oh, but yeah, I, I, was, I guess I, that's the dump too. It, there's different dumps. Like you just know, dumps. like, oh, I got the, <laughs> at the dump. You can go buy stuff. But the dump, you dump your trash. Yeah. So you kind of just know with context clues. Yeah. It's like a there, 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 or they, they, they. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then, of course, like we've also got the furniture dump, you know, the furniture store. So, anyways. Oh, I, I didn't know that. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, kind of irrelevant to. Godspeed. Speak. Godspeed. Because Ecclesiastes <laughs> chapter 5 has nothing to do with the dump other than the fact that life without God is a dump. So let's That's... just kind of talk about it. Uh, so I was about to say Paul. This is not Paul. Hello. This no. is Solomon. Solomon is the uh, the author of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is, I believe, it's the last book of the books of wisdom. You got Job, Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes. Um, and so, super cool thing. Um, maybe maybe one more. Anyways, it's a it's a book of wisdom. And so he starts <laughs> out by saying, he says, "Listen, do not speak when in the house of God." And so he says that it's evil to make mindless offerings to God. So how often, Codus? You know what? Let me let me say this. And then he goes on to say he says, "Don't make rash promises to God." So how often, Codus, do we make promises to God that we don't Dude, fulfill? 
when I was younger, uh, uh-huh. when, when I was younger, I was always like, God, if you give me this one thing, I'll, yes. I'll never, I'll never say a cuss word again. God, yes. if you do this, I'll never fall into sin again. Yes. Well, and, how many times did I hold that? Like, right. None. Yeah. And then like, say two years later, he gives you the, the thing that you asked for and you totally mm-hmm. forgot that you made that promise. And the next thing you know, you're, you're breaking your word. And yeah. I mean, there's plenty of times where like, I remember I would be trapped in sin and I'd be like, God, if you, you break this, this chain of sin, then, you know, I'll actually just like hurt my finger. Anyways, I was like, God, if you just break this chain <laughs> of sin, then I will do this. And yeah. of course I would never hold to my promise. And, uh, well, Solomon goes on to say that that's foolish and God doesn't like fools. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he goes on to say, actually, right after this, he says that you should let God speak more than you do. So this entire chapter, I got vibes of prayer. Um, I mean, right what? off the gate, he says, when you're in the house of God. So how do we, Codus, enter the house of God? Well, we pray. That's how we enter the house of Sex, God. Sex, no printer. Exactly. And so when we pray, um, and we'll get into more specifics in a minute, because he kind of parallels what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6. Um, but prayer is a two-way communication. I say this all the time in this podcast. It's a two-way communication between us and God. And so a lot of times people say, okay, well, when you pray, you're speaking. But in reality, because God is so much more wise than we are, obviously he's God, he's all-knowing. And so Mm -hmm. since he is God, why do we talk so much? And that's what Solomon goes on to say. He's like, yo, you've you've got ears and you've got a mouth. Shut your mouth and open your ears is essentially what he says. Yeah, actually. there's a – oh, man, I'm going to misquote it. But I'm just going to say it's in Psalms, I think it is. But mm-hmm. it pretty much talks about, like, just be quiet and let God work. Like, yes. just shut up. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he goes on to say, he says, too much activity gives you restless dreams as too many words will make you a fool. Think about that for a second. So uh, Solomon is the same author as, as Proverbs. And so this verse that I just, I quoted here, uh, it felt like it came straight out of Proverbs. Too much activity gives you restless dreams and too many words make you a fool. So mm. I, I know there's a time in my life where I worked a uh, hundred hours a week at some weeks and I worked hard, right? But I slept good. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I know when I, I, which I, I guess I'm jumping ahead of myself there, but there's when your mind is active, uh, for example, like when you're laying in bed and trying to go to sleep and you can't sleep, it's because your mind is active. So mm-hmm. too much activity gives you restless dreams. And of course, I, I think you, we can all kind of relate to this in the sense where when we have so much going on in our lives, then we like dream about the, the, the stressors of our life. And so yeah. we don't really sleep too well. And then same as that, it goes for words. Like if you talk too much, you're a fool. So when we're, when we're praying to God, we should allow him to speak more than we speak to him. We need to uh, yeah. allow time to where he speaks to us. And he says, when you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through because God takes no pleasure in fools. When you don't follow through with your promise, it makes you a fool and God takes no pleasure in fools. So what do we do? We need to keep our word, fulfill our promises, yeah. remember our promises. Because he then goes on to say, it is better to say nothing than to make a promise and break it. I think of it like this when my dad, uh, I don't remember if this is like a legitimate story. I'm just kind of coming up off the, the cusp here. But um, when my cusp dad, was, yeah, when my dad was getting on to me as a kid, uh, I'm sure like there's many times where I'd be like, yeah, dad, I promise not to do that again. But in reality, I would do that again because I was a child and I didn't know that what the heck I was doing. <laughs> and so it would have had been better, which, OK, I take that back. I do remember a, a, a semi of a story now. So I remember something similar where I was like, Dad, I won't do this again. And I did it again. And because I said I wouldn't do it again, my consequence was greater. 
similarly, when we make a promise to God and we break it, like that's that's worse than not even making a promise and then doing yeah, it anyways. Think so. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. I mean, like Codis, if I told you that, like, say for example, um, I was gonna give you. I don't know, a hundred bucks. This is going to be an awful analogy. If I say I'm going to give you a hundred bucks, if you just text me a good morning, a Bible verse, like good morning, beautiful Psalms 91. Okay. Oh, I have a great idea now. <laughs> so if you do that and, and let's say if you do that, I promise I'll give you a hundred bucks. Um, say you do that. And then I break my promise. I break our agreement and I don't give you a hundred bucks. you kind of feel a little cheated. Be right? Cranky, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think similarly, God's the same way. Um, yeah. Because I mean, like, Anyways, it's a promise. Everybody knows to keep their word. Um, and so he goes on to say, he says, don't let your mouth make you sin. Don't justify your inability to keep promises because you'll make God angry. So here's the verse that proves the, the claim I was trying to make. And so when we try to justify our inability to keep promises, so when we break our word and we try to come up with a reason for, oh, well, well, God, I, I kept doing this sin because mm. I, I'm human, God, and I'm just flawed and I'm uh, – that's not what, that's, <laughs> what was that? That I did a limp wrist and I was just like, uh. and so, you know how like, like when you have no energy, you're just like, eh, kind of thing. So anyways, <laughs> um, so when we do that, when we try to make up excuses for why we broke a promise, it says here, verse six, God, or you will make God angry because of your inability or when you justify your inability to keep your promises. So just a food for thought there. So, it's better, just to recap, it's better to not even make a promise, y'all. Because here's the thing, it, mm-hmm. we're human, we're flawed. Even if we think we can keep a promise, realistically, we can't. We are yeah. flawed. And so he goes on to say in verse 7, talk is cheap. So instead of talking and making fools of ourselves, because fools are uh, have many words, as Proverbs says. So he says, talk is cheap. So what we, should we do? We should fear God instead. Quit talking, shut your yapper, listen to God, and fear God instead. So then he goes on to say, he says, don't be surprised if you see a poor person being oppressed by the powerful. Well, Codis, I see that on a daily basis, don't you? Mm-hmm. So we need not be surprised because Solomon warned us however long ago it was that he wrote this. I forgot the date that he wrote this, but it was thousands of years ago that he wrote this. Um, um, let me look real quick. While you look, um, keep going. All right. So he says, don't be surprised if you see a poor person being oppressed by the powerful because everybody is just following orders. And this is what he says. He says it here. He says, and everybody is just playing politics. Like, that's my, my paraphrase. Mm-hmm. But he says that everybody, it's a red tape and bureaucracy is what people follow. So they're just playing politics. What you got? Uh, 935 BC. Oh, nice. So some 3,000 years ago. Love that. Yeah. Old, old man. Old, old, old. Well, old words. Old yeah. Yeah, old wisdom. But I don't know about thing. you, but like the cool thing, like I love about the Bible. And mm-hmm. I, I love history is I love hearing like old people's stories. Like I love hearing their wisdom. Like my grandpa, I love, or I guess great grandpa. I love hearing his like stories and his wisdom mm-hmm. and like his like hand me down phrases, if you will. Like yeah. the, this is a dumb example, but like don't spit in the wind, like stuff like that. Like hmm. uh folktale. No, I don't know what yeah, the yeah, word yeah. is. Yeah. Like I the, got you. the, the sun, do, the, Oh, uh, like, uh, uh, sky red sailor's delight or something i don't know huh. there's so i don't remember what they're called interesting don't spit in the wind common sense oh, that was like but, that was uh, like a dumb like pretty, analogy well no no i actually like that a lot um uh, and you know that just really goes to the, the wisdom that you have because you want to learn from the already wise 
And so it goes to like the people that want to read Proverbs or even in this case, Ecclesiastes, like Mm -hmm. if you are trying to grow in wisdom, then read about wisdom, learn about wisdom. So this is God's words, right? So if you want wisdom Mm -hmm. and you're praying for wisdom, the Bible says, if you ask for it, you shall receive wisdom. And so how best to learn wisdom than from God himself? Because of course, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and all the other books of wisdom are God's word. They are God breathed. They are God inspired. And so we can learn wisdom directly from his word. Um, just makes sense, right? Yeah. But uh, so everybody's just following orders and everybody's playing politics. And so don't be surprised if a poor person is oppressed by the powerful. Then he goes on to say in verse 10, he says, those who love money will never have enough. Mm. That's facts. And I think straight it, facts. Yeah. I think it correlates to uh, social media as well. Not necessarily with money. I mean, obviously with money, but like I think followers too. Those who, oh, yeah. lo- those who love followers will never have enough. Those who love food will never have enough. Those who love pride will never have enough. Those who lo- you see what I'm saying? It kind of goes with a lot of things. We um, see that a lot. We do. We do see it a lot. And in fact, I think even majority of Christians, people who are genuinely saved, I think majority of them struggle with loving something to a degree where they feel like they'll never have enough. Um, mm-hmm. And anyways, for the love of money is the root of Mine's all evil, right? Yes, Jesus. I know that. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. I shouldn't have said that. But... No, no. But for real, though, I mean, uh, for the love of or those who love money yeah. will never have enough. So, and he goes on to say, it's meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. But now, here's the deal. He says, meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. So, wealth does bring to a certain extent some happiness. Yeah. We can't. We can't deny that. But he says true happiness. So where mm-hmm. do we find true happiness, Cotus? Jesus. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Uh, Cheez-Its. Beans, rice. <laughs> yes. Byron. Anyway, Byron. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's Beans, rice, song. Jesus Christ, Byron. Who? Byron. <laughs> it's so um, funny. I know. It's, it's awesome. Um, love Coney Island, people. And so. Dude, they're weird. Anyway. Right, it's, it's, it's people, um, and so, yeah. but anyways, there is happiness that comes from wealth, but there is only one source of true happiness that we can find because the pain that we've been feeling, even the the joy that we've been or the the happiness we've been feeling, can't compare mm-hmm. to the joy that's coming. Um, and so, how do we obtain that true happiness? Well, according to Solomon and Ecclesiastes, as of yet this far in the book, there is no way to obtain it except through God. So, anyways. He goes on to say that uh, people who work hard sleep well. This is going back to what I was trying to say a minute ago. I jumped ahead of myself. Um, when I worked 100 hours a week or so, I was working really hard, right? That was between mm-hmm. my four jobs or so and maybe five at one point. And Man. Yeah. It, it, it How was, do you fit that uh, in a schedule? Yeah, uh, you don't sleep, literally. Um, and so, like, there was days where I, I went 48 hours without sleeping, just working straight. Um kidding me dude no no yeah it blew um so anyways um but here's the thing though i could sleep on a dime and i slept really well on a dime um and people who work hard according to solomon here sleep well and then he goes on to say that the rich seldom get good night's sleep so if people who work hard sleep well why do you think that the rich don't get good night's sleep because they they don't they're not working hard they just live in their I don't know. Yeah. They're not doing anything to get themselves tired. Like, yeah. Everything's I mean, done for them. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they sit on, uh, I guess, especially in this time, the rich would be like the kings, the, the royalty and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so they would sit on a couch, people would feed them, people would do all these things for them. And so if you think about it, they wouldn't work and yeah. they wouldn't tire yeah. their bodies out. And they get a nap whenever they want, really, too. So They could. Um, now, modern day rich people, I, I think of, like, say, people that are entrepreneurs. Uh, well, I'm not going to go with Bill Gates because I don't know his schedule. But, for example, I saw an interview with Steve Harvey. And he was saying that he gets up super, super early in the morning because uh, he lives on the West Coast or something along those lines. Um, and the trade markets or the, the stock markets open at, is it 9 a.m. Oh, yeah, on the yeah. East, East Coast? Yeah, 9 a.m. Yeah, and so like similarly, uh, Mark Cuban, what he'll do is he only sleeps like three or four hours a night. And same with, uh, what's his name? Uh, he's an actor. Uh, Mark, he played Lone Survivor. Um, oh. Boston dude. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, so, yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, similarly, he only sleeps for a few hours because then he gets up, works out, does his work, whatever. And so if you are rich as a result of your hard work, then I would say that that's a, a categorization mm-hmm. of a, a fruit of your labor um, rather than you being rich and – Those daddy not, monies. Yeah, and then not being able to get your night's sleep. But anyways, he goes on to say – this is something I found interesting. Hoarding harms the saver. So if you're if somebody who is hoarding uh, materialistic things, there is no good that comes from that except that it Man. harms the person that's saving. This okay. chapter is like identical to six. Yeah, very similar. Um, and so he goes on to say that we die naked and without possession. So if you keep stuff, materialistic things, then like what's the point if you're going to die without it? So he goes on to say it's meaningless. Like obviously that's the trend throughout the entire book is life is meaningless and there's nothing new under the sun. Um and then he goes on to say that uh, people don't leave the world better than when they came. And if that's the mm, case for you, yeah. then it is all for nothing. I, I, I felt it there. Like mm-hmm. I think of a lot of people that they, they're born in this world. They just kind of coast through life. And then when, when, when they die, there is no impact. Like nobody knows that they died. Um, there's no uh, foundations that were left. There's no – um, I, I, like, I have a heart for the homeless. I haven't told you this, Curtis. Um, but I, I, at some point in my life, I want to do something dramatic to where I can house a bunch of homeless. And so I, like that, that. I that's, love that dude. That's my goal. Like I went to Savannah last week for like, but just like my wife and I, and there's, where's this, that at? uh, Savannah, Georgia, it's Southeast Georgia along the, uh, the coast. Um, kind of basically By it's the a beach kind of, yeah, it, it's a port. Um, it's one of the major ports, but. Um, and so we were going there and we were just kind of walking through like downtown and stuff. And like, there's a bunch of homeless people. And I saw this, like, and I don't know, I, I, I could go through and talk about it for 30 minutes, but I just had this like huge conviction. Like I've got to do something. And like Savannah, there's, mm-hmm. there's like a, every block, there's a park, uh, like a little park. And so I'm thinking how easy would it be for the city of Savannah to just wipe one of these parks, build a motel that is completely, you know, for homeless people, that way they they can be housed. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. something along those lines. I didn't put too much yeah, thought into it. Like but a I homeless shelter. Similarly, similarly, yeah, but like better than a homeless shelter. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's that's something I I can think about and talk about. But um, so he says, don't leave the world, or so there are some people that don't leave the world better than when they came. And if that's the case, then it's all for nothing. So like mm-hmm. as individuals, Codis, you and I, we need to look at this world. We need to. Uh, analyze this world how can we benefit this world how can we improve this world how can we take it from what it was to what it should be and we need to look at that and we need to come up with a plan and 
make sure that when we leave this earth, we left it better than we found it. I think that's common courtesy, right? Have you heard that, Codus? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, why not take the the same idea but with the earth? Like God gave us the gift of life for a reason. God gave us this earth for a reason. God gave us the things of this earth to enjoy. He goes on to talk about this sooner in a minute. Um, But God gave us life. So if we are to be of good manners, like the the Southern people taught us, and I guess Midwesterners taught us, um, you leave things better than you returned it. And so, or sorry, you leave things better than you found it. And so, um, why not do that with earth? (laughs) Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah. People were complaining myself. Go ahead. You know, and so, well, this might, uh, no, I'm not going to get into that part of anything, but, uh, that our body is a temple too. Like mm. our body mm. isn't our God. Like isn't our, our body isn't our body. This is God's body. This is a temple for the mm. Holy Spirit. It talks about that in Matthew. Uh, the temple is in Corinthians. Yeah. yeah, First Corinthians. It talks about that our body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. So instead of just kind of you know just using your body to your advantage, use it for God's advantage. Mm-hmm. You know we all have different gifts that God mm. has given us. So. Why don't you find that gift and then use that gift? Like, mm. think about it like this. So, all right, Jared, uh, say you and the Holy Spirit, you guys are roommates. You know, you're just chilling boop, in boop. this body, you know. Um, obviously, if you have a roommate, you don't, want, you, you don't want your other roommate trashing the place up. So, say you tried to live a good life, but your Holy Spirit, your roommate, he just kept messing in your dorm. You know, he kept leaving the place dirty. That's going to mm. make the other roommate mad. And the two roommates aren't going to work well together if they're both frustrated with each other. Mm. So to make them work both – to make them both work together, I don't know where that was going. Never, I don't know where that was going. Just use your body as a t- – you know. I was going somewhere with that and I just I lost know. it. Yeah, treat your I, body I mean, well. I mean, that kind of motivates me. At least don't just, me. Don't just – yeah. Don't just sit around and d- – do nothing. God gave you that body for a reason. He gave mm. you gifts for a reason. Mm. So don't just be lazy. Actually, mm. use your gifts. Use your talents. Mm. Use your gifts, man. Godspeed. Mm. <laughs> and in fact, literally in just the chapter before this one, it talks about laziness. It says that mm-hmm. fools fold their idle hands, which leads them to ruin. And so, like he's quoting himself there. He's quoting Proverbs. But so idle hands lead people astray. So don't 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 allow yourself to be lazy. Don't make yourself. Yeah idle because that leads you astray leads people astray um and you're absolutely right codis our bodies are absolutely a temple and i think that's something we take for granted because i I, at least i know in our in our society in american society we well we idolize our bodies we really do Mm -hmm. and and it's not in like a a temple sort of way it's more of a selfish you can you can sort of take with the gluttony route too Mm -hmm. like we'll just sit around and eat food all day like it's really cool. I've seen a lot of people on TikTok lately. Like their biggest, like a lot of people, like don't have motivation to work out. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you know, my motivation is because like I'm gonna leave this body better than I found it. Like, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna leave this temple really strong and everything. And it's really mm-hmm. cool to see that on TikTok. So yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's definitely motivating. And if that doesn't mm-hmm. motivate you to work out, then I don't know what will. The facts. But, Jared's uh, working out at two in the morning sometimes, guys. If you yeah. can do it at two in the morning, you can find time to do it. Yeah, I enjoy working out at two in the morning. Dude, I don't know it's why. crazy. Like, you'll just, like, send a text of you just work out. Like, dude, it's through the What are you doing? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I just love it. Yeah. You know, do what you got to do. I haven't worked out in a week, though, because, like, I haven't been home in a week. And when so. When I come down there, I'm going to get you fit. I'm going to no, work out with you. That's we'll fine. We'll work bro. out at two in the morning. I don't care. That's fine, bro. But, like, that's, that's the thing. It's just, 
I was gone for a week and I hated it because mm-hmm. I was like, I feel so ugh now. Yeah, yeah. So, Especially uh, after all that turkey and stuff. Oh, dude, yeah. And then, all, dude, I splurged in Savannah. Like, I, I ate some nice food and it made me feel, yeah. Anyways, um, I, I forget the place. It was an Italian restaurant. If you ever go to Savannah, it starts with a C. I don't know what it's called, but uh, fantastic. So, anyways. Cartel. No, not Cartel. No, that's Spanish. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, well, yeah. Anyways. Um, that's mock. No, that's anyways. That's what? An, no, we're mock. moving on. Anyway, we're, moving on. we're, get, we're getting swapped. Organized up here. crime. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the organized book of the Bible. All <laughs> right. So we're back to Ecclesiastes, and he says, uh, "People don't leave the war better than when, or some people don't leave the war better than when they came. That would be all for nothing." And then he goes on to say, "It is good to enjoy food, drink, and hard work because it's good to accept wealth from God and enjoy." It. And so. Why is it good to enjoy food, drink, and hard work? Because these are all gifts from God to us. Mm-hmm. Similarly, I think we can, we can look at the things of this world. We can look at mountains. We can look at trees. We can look at birds. And we can even look at bees. And we can say, bees. yeah, and we can even say that those are gifts from God and we can enjoy them. Um, after all, in Genesis, God gave the creation of the world to Adam and Eve and said, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we are called to do as well. Enjoy the gifts that God has given us. It is good to accept wealth. Just because somebody is rich does not mean they're not Christian. Just because somebody, like a lot of people will say that, like, oh, if you're a Christian, you can't be rich. That Well, here's the thing. God just decided to bless them for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just how it is. It's okay to be rich and be Christian. Um, just make yeah. sure that you don't love your money. That's the kicker. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good to accept the wealth that God has given you, and you can enjoy it. And then it goes on to say that God keeps people busy enjoying life so that they take no time mm-hmm. to brood over the past. Yeah, so I, and I, I go ahead. also kind of go back to the lazy thing. Like I was talking to someone the other day, and they're like, "Oh no, you shouldn't be playing video games. Like that's lazy. Mm. Like yes, but no. Like that's not meaning work twenty four seven. Like God still wants you to enjoy life. God yeah. wants you to still have fun. So like yeah. it's okay to relax sometimes and just play some games. Like even with some friends. Like me and Jared, we play games all the time. Like mm-hmm. we're you know we're but yeah. like just because it says don't be lazy, that doesn't mean like. You can't do anything. You can't sit down for 30 seconds. Like, no, no. God wants you to have fun. He doesn't want you to just live a, a terrible, hardworking life, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. He wants you to enjoy – he wants you to enjoy the life he's given you. Yeah. And and here's the thing. Like, when we have the Ten Commandments, he didn't write that to constrict us or, like, to constrain mm-hmm. us. No, God gave us the Ten Commandments because he knows what is beneficial for our bodies and yes. he knows what is harmful to our bodies. And so he gave us the Ten Commandments, and even when we look at the, the Levitical law, the 613 laws, which I guess includes the Ten Commandments, um, even those were written not to constrain us, but to help guide us so that we can enjoy life better, enjoy life properly without harming ourselves. And, and anyways, so that goes back to, to um, the temple, you know, uh, taking care of your temple. But, mm-hmm. you know, so he, it's, I just thought it was very interesting how at the, the very end, like the last verse of Ecclesiastes chapter 5, he says that God keeps people busy so that they can enjoy life so that they take no time brooding over the past. Because if you think about it, I, I said how in the last chapter it says that idle hands lead people astray. Similarly, when we have idle hands, we also have an idle mind. And when we have an idle mind, not only does our mind then go astray and it opens up the possibility for Satan to attack, but when we have when our, our mind goes astray, then um, oftentimes we'll begin to think. And when we think, if we're if we're uh, idling, that is, if we're um, not keeping busy. So if we're not busy, our mind goes astray. What do we think about when our mind goes astray? 
I don't know about you, but a lot of times, especially in certain periods of my life, I would think about the past and I would begin yes. to think about oh, yes. and I would think about all these things. And this, uh, I just love this last verse because it says God keeps people busy enjoying life so that they have no time to brood over their past. So like God loves you enough to keep you busy so that you can't think about it. <laughs> and so yeah. when, when somebody comes to me and they're like, oh, I'm depressed, I will always tell them. Like you need to get out, enjoy the sunlight and keep busy because yeah. the, the more that you sit and just let yourself be idle, the, the more susceptible you become to let your mind go astray and you can dwell on your depression rather than keeping busy. Mm-hmm. And if you keep busy, you won't focus on it. And so it's, it's amazing what the power of the mind is. And you can tell yourself what to think. I know. And maybe I, I think a lot of people get mad at me for saying this, but I believe wholeheartedly that you can change your mood based off of what you think about. And so very if, true. And if you're depressed, you can choose to not be depressed. Mm-hmm. And this, this is just me saying, I know people are like, Oh, it's mental health. Yeah, that absolutely is. I get it. I was depressed for a while, but you can choose to get out of your depression. If you yeah. like genuinely want it. Now I understand that there are some medical conditions, but ultimately God is more powerful than any medical condition that you can ever encounter. And God can take away your depression. God can take away whatever it is. Oh that you man. Have. That and reminds so, me of the song. It's like, don't you tell me he can't do it. You ever heard that song? I, I think so. Oh, oh yes, it's, yes. Uh, it's, it's a popular TikTok sound right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The oh, name I can't it. remember, but oh, it was at camp, and I'm telling you, man, my Pentecostal side was through the roof, yes, dude. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's, it. It's such a good song. Yeah, I love it. Um, it it's, is a really good song. It's very true, though. Like, there is nothing that our God cannot handle. Yeah. So, like, when, when those anxious thoughts or those depression, those sad thoughts, and they, like, try to come and overtake you, mm-hmm. give it to God. Like, yeah. us as humans, we're not always able to fight this world. Like, this world is tough, and it is sometimes a lot of weight. So, why don't you ask for help sometimes? Like, God mm-hmm. wants you to ask for help. He mm-hmm. wants you to talk to him. So, go to help. Go go get God. He wants, yeah. he wants to help you. So, yeah. just run to him. Absolutely. And if you're listening to this podcast, maybe this is what God wanted to present to you so that you can try to break those chains of depression. Mm-hmm. Set your mind on something higher. Set your mind on God. Yes. Quit focusing on the past and instead reflect on the things that are holier than the, the worries of this world. Focus on God. Quit focusing on your past. That's I don't know. Every time I think about my past, it's just like it's just depressing. <laughs> yeah, you know? it, can, it like, really just ruins my mood. But then, then, but then I think like yeah. I, I think I'm stealing what you're gonna say. But then I think like God has broken those chains though. Like, oh, yeah. who that person is is mm-hmm. not me. Like, that's not me anymore. I'm a brand new creation. I'm I'm, I'm Codis Rawlings. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then like when you think of your past, even if it is something good in your past that you're thinking of, oftentimes I'll think of it in like a prideful way. So mm-hmm. even if <laughs> I'm thinking of something good in my past, it's still kind of dragging me down a bit because anyways, it's just, I'm kind of going on a side note, but set your mind right. Renew your mind. Um, as a, what, what is it? Is that Romans yeah. that says that? Re- renew your mind? Uh, um, I can't remember. It, maybe it's probably. Sounds familiar. Either way. So renew your mind, focus on God, quit being depressed. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, but that is Ecclesiastes chapter five. Yeah. So, number six. So you want to jump into number six right now? Uh, yeah, sure. All right. Number six is really short and there's one basic idea, but it, it can be really powerful. So one through six. So, okay. So we're in Ecclesiastes. Uh, we're in, we're in, how do you, <laughs> Ecclesiastes. we're in six. We're in Ecclesiastes six. 
And so one through six, all the way pretty much like uh, verse, it, it talks about that, you know, uh, Solomon, he's saying, here's a, tra- a tragedy that I've observed under the sun, and it weighs heavily on, the, on humanity. And he talks about how God gives people, you know, riches, he gives them wealth, honor, and, and it's, then it says, so that he lacks nothing uh, and all he desires for himself. So a lot of people have all of these great things. They have a lot, lots of family, uh, lots of honor, you know, lots of wealth and all these great things. But then he goes on to later saying in seven, it says, and I love this. It says, all of a person's labor is for a stomach and yet the appetite is never satisfied. Mm. And so that kind of reminded me, we've talked about it so many times this podcast and I felt bad for bringing it up again, but like, it's such a good story. But like Derek Carr, for example, the Derek Carr story. I, mm-hmm. I know you've heard this and you're probably annoyed, but it, it works so well here. A great quarterback. I, I think it was Tom Brady, but uh, he wouldn't give us the name. But Derek Carr, he was talking about, he was talking to a quarterback. And this quarterback, you know, he's won all these Super Bowls, all of these, like all of this money, all of these Pro Bowls. He's done all of these records he's broken. Like he's done all these great things. He's had everything he's ever wanted, but yet he still feels empty. Mm. He's still kind of hungry. There's, there's still more to get. Like, like, like you were talking about just a few minutes ago, like you have all these followers and yet you still want more. Mm-hmm. You have all this money and yet you still want more. You know, it's, it's like, how do I describe it? It's like an itch kind of. And once you scratch it, you just keep scratching more and more. Like you just want it more and more there. You're, you're never fully satisfied. And, and sometimes you can feel like you're kind of empty a little bit. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're, you're a little empty. And so, that's a whole different chant. That's a whole different thing there. But one thing to fill that emptiness that, that like, Oh, let me slow down here. So it says all of a person's labor is for his stomach. Yet an appetite is never satisfied. So one mm. good way to fill that appetite, one good way to kind of fill that emptiness. Jesus says that if you go to him, you'll never be thirsty again. Mm. You can, you can get that thirst gone. It, I can't remember where that is. It's it's in the Gospels, I believe. It's in Matthew. I think it's chapter 11. It's where he yeah. speaks to the woman at the well. Yeah. He's saying, all who come to me will never thirst again. Like, mm. Jesus will clear that thirst. He'll clear that void. He'll clear that emptiness. Like, because mm-hmm. at least when I was, before I had Christ, I was walking this world, you know, but there was that one thing I just kind of felt, eh, I felt I didn't have a passion. I didn't have a calling. I didn't, I had a calling, but I didn't realize I did. And like, I didn't have the, love that god has and 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 i felt depressed and it was just crazy it was all these all these things but as soon as i came to god i was like okay this is what i'm supposed to do this is what i'm made for like you finally fill that void if you will you know Mm -hmm. and it's cool um and i i realized when you were talking i accidentally I, i was just doodling in my notebook and i accidentally erased uh 10 through 12 but let me try to read it uh so i can't read it uh, mm-hmm. Let me just read 10 through 12. I don't know yeah, why you no, raised it. That was were, weird. These are my favorite verses in this entire chapter. All right, so 10 through 12, it says, Whatever exists was given its name long ago, and it is known that mankind is, but he is not able to contend with one another for one for the one stronger than he. For when there are many words, they increase for futility. What is the advantage for mankind? For who knows what is good for anyone in life? In the few days of his fruitful life that he spends like a shadow. Who can tell anyone what will happen after him under the sun? Mm. I think, is it you cool if I read my version? Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, mine's confusing. So mine says, 
everything has already been decided. Mm-hmm. It was known long ago what each person would be, so there's no use arguing with God about your destiny. Verse 11, the more words you speak, the less that they mean. So what good are they? Verse 12, in the few days of our meaningless lives, who knows how our days can be spent? Our lives are like a shadow. Who can tell what will happen on this earth earth after we are gone? And so I really love that just because it's – go ahead. Do you use an NLT? Yeah. I need to buy one really bad. I'll buy you one. Um, Sweet. It's like – Dude, and I'm going to send you a, a life application study Bible. Like, I love this thing. Um, like, it just it just makes sense when I read it. And, mm-hmm. like, when I study, like, it's a thought-for-thought thought translation. And so if you're listening, there's different kinds of translations. There's word-for-word, word, there's thought-for-thought, thought, there's paraphrase. Um, so NLT is a thought-for-thought. Thought. So this is what I read casually, um, and it's just what helps me understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think that's what I want to do because, like, I have yeah. my my battle bible like mm-hmm. this bible i really love but sometimes it's just a little confusing yeah so it, i think i want another one just to kind of get another it, translation is it csb what is it uh christian standard bible so csb okay yeah, yeah. I, that may or may not be a more of a word for word translation which in my experience they tend to be slightly more complicated to understand um, yeah. so that's why i like the thought for thought but when i do study what i'll do is i'll, I'll read the NLT, and then I'll read the, um, which is again thought for thought, and then I'll read a more word for word. So, like in ASB, ESV, or even KJV sometimes. Um, so, I don't know. I just really like this passage here specifically because it says everything has already been decided. So, like it kind of parallels Matthew chapter 6, where it says, like, don't worry about tomorrow because today has enough worries of its own. Like, everything's already been decided. So, all the things that you're stressing about, God's already got it worked out, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and still, I mean, I've been in a lot of talks about salvation and stuff on my TikTok, and, and I think this just obviously just goes to add towards predestination, um, which, of course, I believe that predestination and free will coexist, um, which we've talked about on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just, you know, everything's already been decided. So it was known long ago what each person would be. That means he knows if you're going to be saved. He knows if you're not going to be saved. But ultimately, we have the, the choice to choose, of course, what we want to do. He just knows the outcome of our free will in advance f- through his foreknowledge because he is sovereign and all-knowing. Um, but anyways, so I just thought it was cool. There's no use in arguing with God about your destiny because he's already got it planned out. Yeah, I, I, true. I just think it's re- super reassuring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. God is good. I'll tell you what, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's pretty much what that chapter is. Like, it's it's a super short, but like, it can be a super powerful mm-hmm. uh, little chapter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, if you've listened to this episode, you've listened to this podcast. You know what? This is super interesting because I've had a few people reach out to me here recently and be like, "Your podcast has helped us so much." Um, that's and so you, God willing, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, and guys, y'all have no clue like how encouraging it is for us to receive those kind of texts or even in person conversations, um, because. I don't. If, if you aren't in ministry, then you don't know how discouraging it can be. Um, whether that's in-person ministry, even online ministry, it can be super discouraging because the reality of it is, is a lot of people don't partake um, in ministry. And so, like for example, in in-person ministries, um, a church if they have ten congregants, they'll probably have two good servers, like two people that are willing to serve. Mm-hmm. They have a heart for it. Um, and so and when you have something online like Codis, you and I do, it's even fewer than that. Um, I would argue that's like one in 50, maybe one in 25. 
Yeah. And so um, it's just few and far between. And so it's easy to get discouraged with online ministry. And so when we receive these, these encouraging messages, it's like, this is, this helps us keep going with it. Um, granted, I haven't had any discouragement with, with Yolt yet. And it's been six, seven, eight months, something like that. Um, yeah. Cause God well, has blessed it immensely. Oh dude, absolutely. I get, dude, not even eight months. Like we started in June. So it's We've November. We've only known each other for like not even a year. Yeah. Five to six months now. It's crazy. That is crazy. Um, so anyways, if you've heard this podcast and you enjoyed it, please let us know. Reach out to our Instagram. We'll be responsive there. You can DM us. DMs are open. If you ever had any questions, feel free to do that too. Um, but if you've heard this and now you're, you're realizing um, how great our God is and how um, he's given us the things of this world so that it can truly benefit us and how he loves us enough to give us these restrictions to help benefit us and he loves us enough to show us how we can enjoy his creation. Cause that's ultimately what this is showing us is Solomon's teaching us how to enjoy life because without God, there is no enjoyment. And mm-hmm. so God gives us these things that, so that we can enjoy it. And um, if you want to learn how to enjoy this life and you want to enjoy the next life, you want to spend paradise with the father then Codus has a prayer for you. So repeat after me, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me and come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now please help me to live the rest of this life for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Codus, you want to close us out? Well, I love you. God loves you. Jared loves you. Godspeed.